Wednesday, 18th of March, what is the real vaccine for coronavirus? to thank all the organizers and um, for giving me the opportunity to be part of this wonderful um, start today the story away. When I wrote the title um, of today's shear, What's the Vaccine for the Coronavirus? Someone came over to me and they said that there might be a problem because the government said the government said that you're only allowed to have up to 500 people in one room. They said, if we give out the secret of the vaccine for the coronavirus, then we may have more than 500 people, but it seems like we haven't got this problem yet. Right. I imagine that perhaps the item is watching. Online, online, online. online. So maybe today we have another few hundred people that would listen. The question is as follows. I might change a little bit the, the, you know, the title. I think it's more of a question, and there's a question which comes up all the time, and myself, I've heard it from many, many people. And the question is, how do we deal with a panic. We're standing now in a situation that is un unprecedented. We've never, ever, since the Second World War, there has never been a situation such that the whole world should be in such chaos as we are standing now. Never, never has it been since the Second World War. And perhaps even then, it wasn't in the entire world. There were probably countries that weren't affected. Now we're talking about every single country on the universe. Every single country is completely turned upside down. The economy, Everything, the schools are closing, the shops are closing. But such people are just completely going, they're going mad. Yeah. It's something which, and, and the problem is that we hear from people, people who are Amina Prime Amina, people who, on a general basis, they haven't got a problem, they believe in Hashem, they believe in the Rabbi Nishleilin, but still they have, they go, they go, they, they're having such panic attacks, especially when we're talking about, about people who are more vulnerable, you know, people who could be elderly, who have other health issues. And they are they're, they're, they're just plain simply in panic. And it's just the proof of the panic that, that, that goes on. If you just walk past the shops here and you see what goes on, how many lines are standing outside, people are buying as if like we're going to a, to a war, like they're preparing at the, you know, the bank, the entire shop, who knows what's, what's going to happen. There's something has to be something has to be done about it. And the question is, how do we deal with this panic? Is it, is it justified and how do we deal with it? What do we do? How do we get rid of this panic? And then the next question which comes up all the time is, you know, we don't understand what goes on in Shemayim. But obviously Hashem has some message for us. Yeah, Hashem doesn't do anything for no reason. Everything Hashem does is for a reason. Hashem is sending this thing, it's something that if it's so many people in discomfort, yeah, people can't go to the can't do the, the regular work, you know, the parents have to be stuck with the kids at home. Hashem here in England at the moment, it's not, hasn't happened yet, but talk about America, the entire America, every, every Jewish, every Yiddish Shechaide, it's closed. Every Jewish school is, is closed, and all the people are now for you know for the un, unknown future. No one knows how long this is going to take. And you imagine having to keep the kids occupied for so long and being stuck in the four walls. It's it's putting so much people, so many people in discomfort, and people who are you know the, who their job is being affected, and you know their money is being affected. There is a message here. The bunch of them is is giving us a message. Now, obviously, I'm not certified to you know to know what that message is. But one thing I know the Gedoidim are giving us indications. The Gedoidim are telling us different things and I'd like to share with you perhaps one approach that I heard from one of today's Gedoidim and I'll mention it towards the end. Rabsudik Hakoyim in a cipher he writes that when Hashem sends something, 
usually the indication is within the thing itself. Within the thing itself, you could you could get you know you could get an idea of what's going on, of what could be behind. And obviously, the main question will be: once we know what the message is, then we will know what is it. Our, what what is our job? What do we have to do different now in order to fix the problem and in order to to get rid of this discomfort? So again, the message, the question will be: what is the message, and then what is our job? What do we have to do now? how to approach this situation. The next question is, what is the best sigillet, the most um, effective thing that one could do in order to be saved, in order to protect himself and his family and his loved ones from this, from this virus, and he shouldn't be affected, it shouldn't damage his health, it shouldn't leave any, any permanent damage. What is the most effective thing a person could do? So obviously we have heard various different, um, different gedoyle, different people say different things, Everything is true, everything is right, but let's, we'll have to start from the basics. You know, what, what, what's the basics, and then always everything else is obviously could, could also be effective and could be helpful. But first, we have to know what the basics are. Pardon? Isolation. Isolation, yeah. That's, yeah. We may get to that if we'll have enough time. I don't think we'll have enough time to cover everything, but we'll, you know, we'll try to cover as much as we could. Um, one more final question. We find a very interesting thing when it comes to the Makkas. We're coming up now to Pesach, Chag Pesach, which we all, all know even came out of Mitzrayim, and the Revenge Lord sent us the Ten Makkas, sent the Mitzrayim the Ten Makkas. So we find a very, very interesting thing. The Revenge Lord gave the first nine Makkas to the Mitzrayim, which is Dan, Tzvadaya, Kinem, Urev, Deve, all of them. Before he came to the very last one, which was Makkas Bechayris, which you know, was a, was a Magaifi, it was something that he killed the Mitzrayim, the elders of the Mitzrayim, he made a pause. And he told the Klavistral, before we go on to the tenth one, you have to do something about it. You, you have to be makrib the Kaaban Paisich. Once you're going to be makrib the Kaaban Paisich, then you will, we can go on to the next makrib, which is makrib Bukhayis. Now what that indicates is that it seems like, to a certain extent, Klavistral should have had the same fate as the makrib Bukhayis. The same agaif, the same disease that went, that killed all the firstborns of the Mitzrayim should have been on Klavistral. And in order for the Klavistral to save themselves, they needed to do this Makas Bukhayris, that will, that, is, that will be the key to save them from the same fate as the Mitzrayim, and that would save the elders from being killed. There's some connection here between the Kavi Pesach and Yidin being saved from Makas Bukhayris. So the question is, what is the connection? Now, I will share with you a Yassad, which every person very often hears very nice things, and at some point people have insights, and it, it very often it makes changes in their life, they have an insight which completely changes them. <coughs> but probably most people could tell that they once had something which changed their life completely. Yeah, you could hear very often hear things, you know, which, which gives you some, some inspiration, but then at some point you, you hear something which completely changes your life. Now this insight that I'm sharing with you today, I could just tell, to speak for myself, for me this has changed my life. But like from one, from one, one, one end to the other end. And I've shared this thing with numerous other, pe other people. And obviously it's, it's bigger than what we're going to say now. I'm just going to take out the main point. Because I think it may be helpful for everyone. But I could just say that for the, anyone who I've shared it with. It's changed them completely. And the, 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 the concept is as follows. The Rebbeinu Shalom created a world. The, what was the purpose of the creation of the world? It was the height of the Briyosov that it should be good for us. Yeah? The Revenge created the world that we should have 
a place where we will feel secure and we will be secure and he will take care of all of our needs we will not have to take care of everything he will take care of everything he will protect us we will be successful we will be happy we will be um, the shalva will be tranquil, we'll be serene, we, will, we won't have any problems, we won't have any worries. We'll just, it'll, it'll be basically living, living in, 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 in Ganaiden. Yeah? That, was, that was basically living in paradise. That was basically the way that he wanted the world to be built. Now, in this world of the Rebbein Shlonim, there's no place for any negative emotions, which includes there's no place for depression, there's no place for worries, there's no place for anxiety, there's no place for... For anything, guilt, for any, any of the negative emotions a person goes through, there's no place for that in the Rebbeinu Shalom's world. But there's one condition. In order to live in the Rebbeinu Shalom's world, it has to be the Rebbeinu Shalom's world, which means you have to understand and have to um, really see, for it, see it that the Rebbeinu Shalom, he is behind everything. That he levadoi usu that is, in the Rebbeinu world, he is what created, he is what does everything. He moves every tiny little thing, he is the one who is behind everything. Now why is it that we see so many people, and especially in our generation, more than ever, people are suffering from, from depression, people are suffering from anxiety, like never before. People are suffering from all different types of, you know, the, the amount of medication that people take to, you know, to, to get rid of all the negative emotions of panic attacks. It's, it's unprecedented. We've never, never had such a situation before. Why is that? If it's true that the Rebbeinu Shalom created the world in a way that we should be happy and we should constantly be happy, then why is it that so many people are un- un- unhappy? The answer to that question is a Yisad of the Bashem Tov. And basically the Yisad is it's based on a Yisad of the Bashem Tov and of a Yisad of the Chayv Salvovis, which says people create their own imaginary worlds. They create their own illusionary worlds, which is created by the thought. Which means, when a person comes along, and he does not see that the Rebbein Shlonim is behind everything, he sees that so-and-so did something bad to me, he did something to me, and it caused me to become angry. Now, why am I angry? I'm angry for one reason, because I don't see that the Rebbein Shlonim is behind it. I see that as if he did things himself. Now, this is not the Rebbein Shlonim's world. In the Rebbein Shlonim's world, there's no one that could do anything to me. There's only the Rebbein Shlonim that could do things to me. So why? So as soon as I see as if this individual did something to me, I have now, I have now created my own imaginary world, which does not really exist, but it is an imaginary world. It's an imaginary world, a world that there are people that could do some things to me bad, and there are things that could, ha- that could happen bad, and there are, you know, that, that there is a, a nature that happens that people wake up in the morning, people go to sleep at night. This is not the real world. It's not the Rebbein Shalom's world. Now what happens is something very, very frightening. What the Rebbein Shalom says is as long as you live in my world I'll take care of everything. I'll protect you. As soon as you have created your own imaginary world the Rebbein Shalom says, no problem. You want, you want to create a world for yourself Take care of yourself, no problem, I'll let you take care of things yourself. Now why is that so frightening? Because if the person has to take care of, of himself, then that's bad news. Because and usually people, it's not within our, you know, within our ability to protect ourselves. People can't do, you know, they, 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 they can do the basics, they can try and eat, they can try and sleep. They, you know, they can't save, them, save themselves from, from a disaster, from a coronavirus, from, a, from an earthquake. These things are beyond them. 
Mashaikun, as soon as, as long as a person lives in the Rebbeinish Leilim's world, then he's protected from everything. Now, what does one have to do? Well, a person has to do is very simple. As soon as he created his own imaginary world, he has to make sure as fast as his feet could carry him, go back to the Rebbeinish Leilim's world. How is that? Very simple. Simply by acknowledging and by seeing it, seeing that the Rebbeinish Leilim is behind everything. That's all he has to do, and then it goes back. Now, the Rebbeinish Leilim gave each person, created in each person, a uh, a self-alarm, a little alarm system that goes off as soon as he is not in the right place. As soon as you know a person goes and he drives and, and he by mistake goes to the wrong place, and there's you know there's something that starts talking, the navigator starts telling him you're in the wrong place. <coughs> put in each person a natural indication indicator that tells him that he is on the wrong place, he's in the wrong world. What is that? That is all the negative emotions that a person feels. If at any given given moment a person all of a sudden feels depressed, and that's one, telling him one thing. It's telling him, one second, you are not, you're not in the Rebbeinu Shlomo's world. Because if you would really be in the Rebbeinu Shlomo's world, in other words, i.e., if you would really see for yourself that the Rebbeinu Shlomo is behind everything, there will be no place for depression. Depression will not come in. Now, I haven't got time to go through everything, but there is, this curriculum takes takes in, uh, you know, I've, I've, for myself, I've written it out, basically gone through every single emotion, and how... By living in the Rebbeinish Shlomo's world, that gets rid of every single type of every single type of negative emotion that a person has ever gone through. This is able to, to take care of it. And I've, I've spoken to numerous people who have suffered, who are on medication for years for depression. And after really internalizing this concept, they got rid of all the medication. They didn't need, need medication anymore. And that takes care of everything. And we haven't got obviously we haven't got the time to go through everything. I will just talk about the point that is relevant to us now, which is the point of the panic attacks that people are going through now when it comes to this thing of the coronavirus. And I'll just give one example of how this, by living in the Rebbeinstein's world, there will be no place for this panic attack. So the first question is, what causes people to be in a panic? Yes, yeah, so let's talk about someone who is vulnerable and someone who, you know, what causes them to be panic? There's two things that are causing the people to be panic. Number one is because in their eyes there is a loose lion which is running through the streets with no control. No one is able to control him. There's a lion which is going wild. That you know, he, there's no one that can stop him. He's the, the, the how quickly this thing is spreading is something which is unbelievable. How quickly this is spreading in seconds. Like all you need is one person to be in the room and Khalid, everyone could be affected. Right? It's something which they've never seen. Something which spreads. It's something as contagious as this. And then as you see something which is out of control, if you would be on the street and you would see a bear running in the streets wild, you would be in a panic. Because it is something which is running without control, especially when you, when you see the pictures of the, the virus, you know, they show like it was like an octopus, like, like, you know, like a ball with feet and it goes, it looks like it. It, it, it causes it to be, yeah, so no wonder people are in a panic. Now that's one thing, and the second reason is because people feel at loss. They've, they're not used to being in a situation where they haven't got anything they could do to help themselves. In the modern world, with our technology that we have now, you know, with, with, with the, 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 how sophisticated we are now, we have basically a solution for any problem. Now, to be in a situation where you haven't got a solution for the problem, that is something which is catching people off guard, and that's why people are, 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 are turning into a panic. So, these are the two things, really, which are, you know, to pinpoint it, something which is out of control, and it's spreading, you know, so quickly, and number two, there's nothing that we could do to help ourselves. So, why, when you live in the Rebbeinstein's world, are those two things not, real, not, really, not really true? Well, the answer is very simple. There's no such thing that the virus is contagious and it just spreads out just like that. It's not true. There is a virus here that the Rebbeinu Shloinim, which is called coronavirus, and the Rebbeinu Shloinim 
Here is the one who sent it out, and he puts a little GPS, in, little GPS system into the coronavirus, and he tells him, I want you to go to this fellow, and I want you to go to that fellow. Now, it's not a shot that because I was standing next to someone who was affected, so therefore I was also affected. No, it works very different. The Rebbein Shlomo wanted to be the person to be affected, so what did he do? He caused him to be standing next to someone else who had it, so this way he'll be able to catch it. Now, if it wouldn't be shared for him, if it wouldn't be preordained for him to get this virus, then even if he would be standing next to this fellow, nothing would have happened. And if the Rebbein would want him to have it, and even if he would be isolated in his house and he wouldn't see anyone for, the, for five months, he still would be affected. It has nothing to do with the fact that I was standing next to him and I was not standing next to him. If the Rebbein has a clear-cut path for each, he sends out the coronavirus, I want you to go here, I want you to go there, I want you to go to this person, to that person, and he's the one who stands behind everything. So there's nothing which is out of control. Everything is 100% in complete control because the Rebbein is control of everything. Now obviously that doesn't mean that we don't have to do our shtadlis, and we may get to that in a minute. And the thing is, the Gemurah says it clearly, the Gemurah by the Zurid of Nien Hai says it clearly, the Rishna Gemurah is that every Yisirim that the Rebbein sends out to a person, the Rebbein calls in the Yisirim, he calls in this machle, he calls in this disease before he sends it out, and he calls it in and he says, I want you to make a shriye, to, to take an oath that you're going to go to this person, and you're going to sit inside him for this and this long, and when it's going to come the right amount, and I want you let's say, to be in him for two days, after two days I want you all of a sudden to disappear, and only by this doctor and only with this medicine. So basically every choylim is, you know, he, every disease that goes into a person already has a pre-planned um, a description exactly of how long he has to be in this person and what medicine is going to take him out of this person. So everything is going exactly according to plan. That's number one. And I'm going to get to the second thing in a minute. So as soon as the person knows, knows this, then there's no place for panic anymore because panic is being caused by the fact that it's out of control. This is not out of control, this is completely within control. Now, why is it so dangerous to be in a panic? The reason why it's so dangerous to be in a panic is for the reason I mentioned before. Because as soon as the person is in panic, then I don't know where you are. But you definitely are not in the Rebbeinish Lerner's world. Because in the if you would honestly be in the Rebbeinish Lerner's world, there's no place for panic because nothing is out of control. So what that means is, what that indicates is, is that you have now created an illusionary world, but in your illusionary world, then the disease is out of control. The disease could move without, without, without control. So what's, what's the problem with being in your own illusionary world? Very simple. The bench says, okay, so you have created your own world, then I'm taking away my siyata d'shmaye, I'm taking away my protection, and let you take care of yourself. Which is why it's so, so extremely dangerous to be in that, that situation. So what the person has to do is, he has to sit down, and he has to drop everything else, and just sit there and internalize this truth. I am living in the Rebbein Shlomim's world, and everything is within control. The Rebbein Shlomim is in complete control. The Rebbein says in the letter, Rebbein says in the letter in his days, there also was a disease that was going around, it was called Chalere, and he writes there, one thing, he gives a whole you know, thing of advice that you shouldn't make big minyanim, you shouldn't have 15 people diving in each minion. And then he adds in something very, very important. He says, the person has to be careful, one thing. He should not be worried, number one. And number two, you should get rid of all types of depression. You should get rid of all... Why was it so? Why did it feel that it was so important to tell people to be happy and to be uplifted? For this reason. Because if, as soon as the person is in depression, then he is in major danger. Because now he has created his own illusionary world and he hasn't got the protection of the Rebbein which is something which is extremely dangerous. And that brings us to our second point, which is the Indian of Tefillah, which is a continuation of this point here. People think the Indian of Tefillah is, and people are used to diving, yeah, obviously all of us diving, all of us pray to the Rebbein What people generally do is, they 
crying out to Hashem from a place of desperation, from a place of despair. They feel that you know, everything is lost, everything is out of control, and they just cry out to Hashem. That is a wrong approach. That is not the right approach. We have to understand, we have connections. We have connections to the one who is in charge of everything. When we talk, we, it's as if we have, not, we have been given an appointment to talk to the one who sent out the coronavirus. Not only does he have the ability to protect us from the coronavirus, but he is actually the one who is sending it out. And we have an appointment three times a day. And we could talk to him however many times a day we want. And we could talk to him personally, face to face. And we could ask him, please protect us, because he is the one who is giving it to us. And not only that, not only do we have the ability to talk to him, but he is our father. He is our loving father. He is our Abu Rahman who loves us. He loves us to the core. So imagine if you would have, if you would know that your father who loves, who loves you to no extent, he is the one who is actually sending out the coronavirus, then you wouldn't cry out to him from a place of desperation. You would feel empowered. You would, you would feel that I have an unbelievable power within me that I could talk to him at any given moment and ask him, please protect me. Please don't send the coronavirus. Please take away the entire coronavirus from the entire universe. You are talking to him. You are talking to the person who is actually in, in control. Which is the second reason we mentioned before why people are in a panic is because they feel that there's nothing they could do. What do you mean there's nothing that you could do? Of course there's something you could do. You could talk to the one who sent, the, sent out the actual coronavirus and tell him, take it away. As simple as that. So as soon as he internalized this concept that when you talk to him, you're not talking to a nobody. You are talking to the one who actually sent out the coronavirus and you can ask him whatever you want. He is in perfect control. Then there's no place for the panic anymore. Now, this thing, this concept, and obviously we haven't got time to go through everything. I could just speak for myself and to numerous other people. It changed them. It changed people from being, from suffering from all different types of anxieties and depressions, <coughs> and to go on to leading a life full of tranquility and serenity. And Now, that does not mean that the, that the people who internalize this thing will never have any negative emotions because, because we are human beings. And this thing tends to come up again and again. But one thing, the difference is that people who know this concept know what they have to do. That as soon as they feel any form of negative emotion or any form of depression or panic, they know exactly what they have to do. One thing, we have to stop for a moment, refocus ourselves and go back to the Rebunishland world because to stay in the place where you're suffering from depression is besides for the fact that you're not, having a, you know, you're not enjoying yourself because you're in depression and a panic, but besides for that, you're now in a place of danger because you haven't got the Siat and the protection of the Rebunishland, which is why it's so important to do one thing. I'm now eternalized that the Rebunishland is behind everything, behind everything, everything, everything. Now, what is the most, one of the most important ingredients for the person's well-being, emotional well-being, is something which is called a self, of a sense of security. People need a sense of security in order to be emotionally well, which is why people who live in these places, let's say in, you know, in the south of Etzestrul, where the rockets come flying all the time, they, they, they suffer from all different types of, you know, they have to go for therapy because they are living in a place where they haven't got this sense of security. Yet, yeah, so a person is kidnapped, then very, very rarely do the people come back sane. And the reason for that is because as long as they're within the hands of the kidnappers, they have no idea what's going to happen the next minute, so they've lost their sense of security. People naturally need a sense of security in order to be emotionally well. And the way they do it is, is by, you know, people do, they do things in order to protect themselves, in order to feel emotionally um, secure. 
Well, the Rebbein does not want, this is the, this is the difference. The Rebbein does not want our sense of security to come from external things and from our own man-made things, from Koyichu He wants this sense of security to come from one place, from acknowledging and from feeling that I'm living in the Rebbein world. There's no place which is as protected and as secure as the Rebbein world. As soon as a person feels this thing, then he feels secure without needing to do any external things to feel secure. He, by default, he feels secure because he feels I'm living in the Rebbein world. I heard from one of today's greatest tzaddikim of our generation, it's called the Tzaddik Rabbi Akamayashechte. He said, in the word Corona, it indicates both of these concepts. The word is Vanachtu imi bekevi. Vanachtu imi bekevi, the Rambam says, means someone who believes that the world happens by itself and there is a nature and things just happen to happen by itself, you know, you know diseases come and go, then that's called Kairi. Kairi means it happens by itself. So the, so the Rambam says, solution. Someone who says that the world happens by itself is then I will do the same thing to you. If you, if you, you know, pretend as if the world happens by itself, then I will accordingly act the same way. So look to Yakima Shechte Kairi is spelt Kuf Reish Yid. Corona, the first two letters of Corona, is Kuf and Reish, which is Kairi, which indicates that a big part of the reason why this was sent is to take people out of the illusionary self of security and put them into the right place, refocus themselves. That they brought down a situation where we feel there's nothing we could do to save ourselves. All we could do is And he says the second thing, which is Tfilah, is also indicated. Corona is Kiri Nu. Kiri Nu means call out to me. Call out, please. Kiri towards Kiri Nu, which is Corona is Kiri Nu. Call out to Hashem, which is the end of Tefillah. These are the two the basic ingredients that every Eid has to do when we're going through this thing, is to refocus ourselves and to go back into the Rebbein as well. The Ramam says something very frightening. That someone who thinks that the world is happening by itself, the solution for the Ramam is that he is an achse, harayzeh midas of zurias, because all that happens is the Rebbein makes things, that th- things become worse. Why is it such a terrible thing? Why do things become worse? I think the answer is very simple. Because as soon as the person thinks he doesn't, he, as soon as he lives with Kairi, he thinks that people, things happen by itself, then he is now living in his own imaginary world. He's not living in the Rebbein world. So then he hasn't got the protection. So what happens is, that things keep on, the, the disease keep, keep, keeps on spreading. Whereas as soon as the person would believe and understand that the invention is behind everything, he would be back to normal. And I could just give you a simple advice, but that has nothing to do with that. You know, that people very often, the part of the panic comes from constantly listening to all the updates of the news of how many people have died and how many people, statistics say that that, that, that percent of people over 70 are going to die. We, we have to understand, we are not part of the statistics. As soon as we live in the Rebbeinstein's world, we have nothing to do with the statistics. We are not part of it. The statistics are only meant for people who do not live in the Rebbeinstein's world. People who live in the Rebbeinstein's world have a completely different husband and they are protected constantly. I'll finish off with this one final story, and with that we will finish. There was a Yid called Rebeluza Yoyne Zilberman. He lives in Etzisru, he lives in America, I think he lives, and he deals with Bukhrim who are suffering a bit, and Bukhrim who are you know, having difficulties in learning. So he, he, wants, he gets a telephone call from a, a parent, from a mother, and the mother calls up and says, please, you have to talk to my son. What's the, what's the story? Basically, to make a long story short, the son was thrown out of his yeshiva for doing something minor thing on Purim. He came on Purim, he wasn't acting you know, the way he should have acted, and the, the, you know, he was basically expelled from the yeshiva for two or three days, and he was told he shouldn't come back for the next two or three days. Now, what the Manal was hoping is that after two or three days, he's going to regret what he did, and he's going to come back. Okay. But the problem is the Bukha said, 
you threw me out, I have no intention of going back to Yeshiva, I'm very happy to stay at home, and that's it. So this mother called up this fellow here, this Mr. Zilber, this Rabbi Zilberman, and told him, please, can we talk to my son, and try and persuade him to want to go back to the Yeshiva. So he meets this boy, and this boy says, even before he starts the conversation, he tells him, listen here, I know why I came here, I want, because you're going to try and persuade me to go back to Yeshiva, I'm already telling you now, up front, that you're not going to be successful, I have no intention of going back to Yeshiva. And he was right, he tried talking to him for an hour, nothing, nothing doing. This thing, he tried making another poem, but he met with him three times, he gave up. He called back the mother, he said, I am not the right person to do it, I cannot do it. So, after a day, after about the next day, he gets a telephone call from the mother, and she's simply crying on the phone, and says, listen, you have to help me, there's no one else that can help me, I just about managed to persuade him to want to come to you, if you're not going to help him, then it's a lost case. So he tells the, mother, tells the mother, you know what, give me a few minutes to think about it. As he puts down the telephone, he gets another telephone call from a friend. This friend is a Skverechusit. Skverechusit. And he says, he picks up the phone and the friend says, Mr. Zilberman, I have just an interesting story to tell you. He says, yeah, what was the story? He said, I went into my Rebbe, another Skverech Rebbe. I was having difficulty with my business. And I asked him, I went into my Rebbe and I told him, please give me some good advice how I could save myself. You know, I have to give me some good advice, like a skuller, like something that could uh, save me from it. So, the Skerev says, I have an unbelievable skiller that could help you from everything. He says, go home, take out a Tehillim, and say a few capital Tehillim. So he was, he was like, you know, if you, Rebbe, you know, that's not, that's not a skuller, you know, that's, you know, I need a skiller, you know, something, you know, something that actually works. So he says, I have a skiller for you, go home, take out a Tehillim, and say a few capital Tehillim, it will help. This Rebbe, come on, you know, let's, you know, let, let, let's talk about it. So he repeat a few times, it says, the Rebbe told him finally, and he says, listen, hey, it's one thing if this skiller has, this skiller has been working for hundreds and thousands of years. This is what our grandparents and great-grandparents and the great-grandmothers, all the years, what did they do when they had a problem? Yeah. Very simple, they took out a simple tailor, and they cried out tears to Hashem from this simple tailor. He says, why, why should I look for new skillers if this is a skiller that works perfectly? It works perfectly fine. I want you to go home and say a few capital tailor. So this is what this fellow tells this Rabbi Zilberman on the phone, hangs up the phone. So Rabbi Zilberman calls back this mother and says, listen, hey, I just heard this funny story. I don't know why Hashem sent this telephone call to come in this moment. You know what? Send your son again tomorrow, but this time I want you and your husband to sit down and say, to say some tale that this should be successful. So this mother said, I promise you, this appointment is going to be tomorrow, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Between now and tomorrow, 4 o'clock, me and my husband are going to finish the entire tale. And that's what they did. To make a long story short, the next morning the boy was back in the sheet. So there is something about the basics. We don't have to look for new skillers. There are many, many skillers. Of course, everything is right and everything could work. But we have to understand there is a basic. There is something that worked for our forefathers and worked for our grandparents and great-grandparents for all the generations. Why should we look for new skillers? There is something which is called a minapshita and something which is called fillet. This has always worked and this will always work. The Irish intervention should help that this thing should go away as fast as it came. And we should be zoichot to the ge'ilah shleim of mehari b'mayni umay. Thank you.